Well, hello again. Welcome back to another podcast episode. This would be the Tuesday edition if you're following along uh, in sequence. Uh, it's Russ and Albert with you here today. Hello, Albert. Uh, hello again, Russ. It's good to be here. Yeah, thank you again thank for you. Uh, being with us and filling in for our wayward friend, Gavin. Not wayward in terms of his uh, spiritually wayward, just physically wayward. He's not here. Uh, so I just want to set the record straight somewhere. He's probably listening to this yelling at his radio, uh, because that's what Gavin does. Uh, but today listener, if you want to find in your Bible, uh, Matthew chapter 24, we looked yesterday at Matthew chapter 24, verse 14. And, uh, today we're going to look at the parable of the fig tree from Matthew 24 verses 32 through 35. And Albert, I'm going to invite you to pray. I'll read, and then we can talk a little bit uh, about this. And if I understood you correctly, you're going to be doing some uh, some teaching on this. Is that right? Yes. Uh, actually, uh, I try and prepare everything before I go for the trainings I'm going to do. And this is, will be in the devotional part. Uh, and in reality, this is to uh, really get the idea of the urgency of the gospel. Because uh, I believe we're we're into this uh, parable right now, and uh, things are happening, but we again we don't know the day and the hour or anything of that sort. It could last years and years, or it could last a minute. Right. Yeah. It's that biblical soon. Right. Jesus yeah, said, "I'm coming soon." soon. Yeah. I'm coming soon, right there in yeah, Revelation. So you look at the calendar and you're going, hmm, mm. maybe I don't understand soon. <laughs> right. Right. So uh, if you want to kick us off in prayer, I'll read. Sure, Father, uh, I thank you for this another opportunity to uh, be in uh, in this in the Word in this podcast. And Lord, I pray you will speak to us and speak to those who are listening about the urgency of the gospel. Uh, it is uh, the, the time is running out on the lost, and it's a really exciting time, actually, uh, for us to be speaking the gospel. But it's not going to be exciting for those who don't, who reject or don't hear. So we pray that all uh, will hear and have a good opportunity to either accept or not before you come. And thank you, Lord, that you're so faithful to me and to Russ and to all, and all these ministries that we're involved in. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So the Bible says uh, in Matthew 24, beginning in verse 32, this is Jesus speaking. He says, Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will not, uh, excuse me, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. All right. So now you you mentioned uh, this being about the urgency of the gospel. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a good word, urgency of the gospel. Uh, kind of walk us through that a little bit. Well, um, when what when he's sitting down, the geography is that uh, Jesus is going. This is during the time that he is uh, his last week of the Passion Week, I should say. And he's going back and forth between his home quarters in Bethany and the temple, uh, where all these confrontations and things are taking place in the temple. And he's traveling uh, via the, 
the pathway that goes over the Mount of Olives. And there's actually a cave there that's been commemorated by an ancient uh, church ruin that, that you can see today. It's not on most people's um, uh, pathway for uh, the tour, but uh, he was sitting there. Uh, and uh, when he comes back from the temple, or he's going to the temple, I'm sorry, in Matthew 21, he curses a fig tree. And then he talks about faith and, and, and that sort of thing. But the, the curse of the fig tree, well, first of all, the fig tree is multiple places in the Old Testament. The uh, Jewish people are likened to be uh, the, like the fig tree. Israel's like the fig tree and in various uh, you know, parables or sayings of the prophets and so forth. So uh, he's cursing the fig tree because in the current state at the time of the Passion Week that he's, that he's experiencing, Israel has no fruit. Mm. And, uh, and, uh, and so when he does his Matthew 24 discourse about the end times, uh, without a doubt, that's after that, and that that fig tree is just sitting there with uh, no branches and leaves and and dead, uh, and probably in full view <laughs> of the disciples as he's talking to them in this Matthew twenty four discourse about the end times and and what to and preparing us for those times when they come. And so then, at that point, he gets to Matthew 22, learn this parable from the fig tree. Hmm. Uh, when its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves. Well, that's looking to the future. In the Balford uh, Resolution in 1917 mm -hmm. really opened the door to uh, uh, the movement of Jews back to Israel. Right. And it, it became an unstoppable force, and uh, to uh, and and really, Satan himself wants to stop it. He was he stopped it through the British government or tried to. Mm -hmm. He stopped it uh, with the Holocaust, but he didn't. Actually, God turned all that into a greater immigration of Israel. Right now, today, in 2023, more people are immigrating to Israel than ever before. The rate is increasing every year. It's now 12 million. It's not seven, the last time I checked. Yeah, it just keeps going up. And, and everyone who wishes to immigrate to Israel, I believe, my opinion, uh, will, uh, they will accommodate until the end comes, and and the and that's how God will essentially rescue His people and fulfill all His promises to Israel in the end times. Is when they uh, and if uh, if there is any Jew here listening to this, uh, I'd be beating feet to Israel. I'd be making Aliyah. Because uh, it could happen. 
in yeah, this I'm, lifetime. I, I've, I've heard uh, much about that. I, I haven't studied enough to uh, to really form a, an opinion on that. I know Gavin has. I, I know that he would probably push back a little bit on it. It's okay. Um, but um, I, you know, I've heard that. Uh, that Israel has become a, a great exporter. That the that God has blessed the land and, yes. and the uh, I forget the the fruit and the produce that uh, that has come uh, as a result of that. But it it for a long time was pretty much a barren land, even you know within the last hundred years and uh, or two hundred years. And and uh, by God's grace, it is it is uh, just a ridiculous amount. Uh, of produce is being is is being grown and obviously god has shown his favor on that land and it's it's uh, kind of uh, i heard one pastor preach on it it's uh you know very much like a valley of dry bones mm-hmm. uh kind of picture uh, absolutely uh when i or you know there were times there are down times when you're in overseas and i would get on google earth and this is over the past 20 years, um, you could see it's more evident. Uh, I think it's more evident. What's happened is the Arab areas have prospered in the past 20 years more than they than they were. But if you looked at it, at, if you can look at history of the Google uh, Maps and the and the uh, you know the satellite views. And you can go back, uh, maybe, I don't know how far you can go back, but if you look at maybe 2010, 2012, or 2006, 2006, and you see the boundary of Israel, green is the Israel part, and desert is everywhere else. Now it's gotten uh, more urbanized, it's gotten more, uh, what's happened is Israel's blessing (laughs) <laughs> the Palestinians, even though they they don't appreciate it, Israel's blessing the Palestinians. Fresh water is being found now. Fresh water springs in the Dead Sea. Hmm. Um, there's uh, just all kinds of signs that Israel is just prospering and prospering uh, more and more. Uh, and that's probably one of the reasons for the uh, Abrahamic Accords is that People want to be a part of that, even though they're they're Muslim countries, uh, because they are becoming a force, and every year more are coming. My point: uh, we're probably getting off the subject here, but the the subject really here is that this tree is is bringing forth uh, leaves. Nineteen forty-seven was the time when Israel was born as a nation. That's when it was reconstituted. Reconstituted. And so when he says this generation, I, I believe this to mean the generation that saw that 1947 will not pass away before all these things take place. Uh, all that to be, if that's true, is time really is running out on the lost. Time really, really is running out on the lost. You may only hear the gospel once or twice. Before and and have the opportunity to respond, and um, and we we have to be about God's business with an urgency, like there is a clock ticking, and that ticking has not got a lot of uh, years, months, days, and seconds on it. 
Yeah, I know there's a lot of debate about what exactly is meant by this generation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so obviously because the generation of the audience that Jesus was directly speaking with has clearly been passed away now some time, uh, that's, that's caused many to kind of speculate. One of the speculations is, as you said, others have speculated that this was a reference to time. Uh, that that this time will pass away or will not pass away until all these things take place, uh, and and so there's definitely some interpretive challenges with what Jesus is saying. By this generation will will not pass away um, because again his immediate audience they they did pass away, and so that's one of the reasons why the disciples many of the disciples were confused. Uh, about the return of Christ. They were looking for Christ to return within their lifetime. And I think really one of the reasons why that many uh, have grown uh, cold in their faith or have rejected uh, Christ as as being the Son of God is because of the fact that um, it's been so long. You know, it's been 2,000 years. And, and uh, you know, there's so much that goes with the, uh, when, when you start speculating, there's so many things that go with that. I, I don't want to hazard a guess on, on different speculations, but, uh, you know, it's, it's really some, some passages are just really kind of, uh, hard to know exactly uh, what is meant. This is one of those, this generation will not pass away. Um, but, uh, whether that's a direct reference to, you know, the generation you and I are, are a part of, uh, though we're in different generations, um, or not, it's hard to say. Um, but it is, a, there is, a, either way, there's an urgency to the gospel from the simple fact that the average person uh, is, it lives to be in their 70s. So at the, at the very least, you're, you're a finite being with a finite period of time that is unknown to you or anyone else except God. Uh, you, the Bible says that, that, uh, that our days are ordered, the, they're fashioned, they're written in his book. And, uh, and so our life is a vapor. It's like a mist. It's here today. It's gone tomorrow. And that's one reason why, uh, there should be an urgency aside from that, aside from, we don't know when we are physically going to die. We, we don't know when the end will come when Jesus returns. Uh, however many, however you view eschatology, uh, could it be in our lifetime? Sure. It could be, uh, could it be a thousand years from now? Sure. You're not going to be here a thousand years from now. Sometime, depending on your age, you're going to die in the next 70 years, one way or the other. More than likely, statistically, you're not listening to this as a baby. Uh, (laughs) So you're going to die more than likely in the next 70 years. So time is passing away. It is. And there there is an urgency, and and we should uh, be urgent. uh, about. There is a personal urgency. It's always urgent for us. Yes. It's urgent to for us today because tomorrow is not guaranteed. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, Albert, I appreciate you walking through this. Anything that you need to add to what you've said here? Yeah, I, I think really that it, it all hinges on whether you would uh, you would you would take the perspective that the fig tree is referring to Israel and its rebirth, and perhaps it's something else. If you look, if you study history. Uh, Jesus could have come back at any time. And he still can come back at any time. That's right. That's right. They weren't looking for him when he came. They weren't looking. It had been yes. 400 years of silence. Yes. Uh, which is kind of hard to imagine. Yeah. You know, if you were, um, 
if you were in Malachi's day, yeah, in the twelve prophets, and you were hearing from God with some form of regularity, and then it just stopped for four hundred years, that's a that seems like that would be a very difficult period of time. The it was period. it was a horrible time for the Jews. What's interesting is how that echoes Exodus. Yeah, it does. Four hundred years of slavery. Yes. And we find that intertestinal period, not a lot had changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were still, though it wasn't slavery like it was for the for the Hebrew people in, in Exodus, they were still under the rule and reign of another government mm-hmm. and dictators and, mm-hmm. and going through. The, the, and there's many governments that uh, you know, would kind of come and go as their ruler. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, here we are now 2,000 years on the other side of that. And... You're kind of wondering. A lot of people are kind of wondering. Okay, Lord, where are you? you know, when you dictator coming, come, governments are the norm. They they always have been. Yeah, that's right. Well, again, Albert, it's been a pleasure to have you in, and uh, perhaps uh, perhaps we can have you back sometime when when it's convenient for you, and sure. maybe maybe who knows, our, our wayward uh, podcaster Gavin would be back with <laughs> us, and we could all enjoy that conversation. As I, I know that he would probably have some opinions on mm-hmm. Israel and their role in the eschaton and mm-hmm. the return of Christ and all of those things. I'm sure that uh, he would be happy to share some of his thoughts with mm-hmm. you, and you guys could just have a big time, and I could just sit back and have my pop corn ready <laughs> listener we thank you for listening to us and uh, appreciate you. you if you're on the uh, if you're on the mission field or if you're in some way serving god and his kingdom i appreciate you and as i do uh, and have expressed my appreciation for albert continue to open your bible wrestle wrestle over this passage here matthew 24 about what he's saying here about this generation and we look forward to catching up with you tomorrow god bless